0: And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody. Gil Martin here. So glad you could join us for the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. And we've got a lot to discuss on today's show. Travis Zajac announcing his retirement from the NHL, he officially does it as a New Jersey Devil, signing a one-day contract with them, and that makes sense. We'll talk about the decision and how it impacts the Islanders' forward depth coming up for the upcoming season. We'll also talk about the drawbacks of the Zdeno Chara signing. I love the signing. I think it's a positive thing, but there are a few drawbacks, and we'll discuss them on today's show. And... Our Islanders' birthday of the day looks back at a former first overall pick for the Islanders who never quite panned out, mostly because of injuries. Today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, or maybe a topic that you'd like us to talk about on the show, Feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. And, and we'll mention you on the show when we do that. Uh, you could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the news and notes from training camp. Any additional free agent signings, trades, rumors, and all the preseason action, all of it will be kept up to date right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We are now on YouTube, so you can watch the podcast in addition to just listening to it. And, of course, uh, this week we are back on our Monday through Friday schedule. So, again, the show drops around 12.30 a.m., just a little after midnight so night owls can listen before bed. Early risers, subscribe. It'll be waiting in your inbox as soon as you wake up and you can listen to it whenever you're ready. So the Zdeno Chara signing, we're going to start with that. And, you know, I, again, am overall, I think I think the Zdeno Chara signing was a good move for the New York Islanders. And... You know, it gives some of the younger defensemen a little bit of time to develop and, and it gives a little bit more uh, security. You love Chara's leadership. You love his experience. There's the poetic justice, so to speak, of having him come back and probably finish his career where he started it with the New York Islanders. Nobody really, looking back, likes the trade that sent Zidane Chara away to uh, Ottawa. But now he can finish his career as a New York Islander. And all of that is good. But here is the drawback in my mind. This Islanders team is definitely now in win-now mode. And if you have a question about that, listen to these players who are all on the quote-unquote wrong side of 30. Josh Bailey, 31. Zidane Chara, 44. Casey Zizekas, 30 years old. Cal Clutterbuck, 33. Andy Green, 38. Thomas Hickey, if he makes the roster, 32. Uncle Leo, if he sticks around, 34. Anders Lee, 31. Matt Martin, 32. Kyle Palmieri and Richard Panic each are 30. Zach Parise, 37. Simeon Varlamov, 33. That is a lot of players who you're relying on this year who are on the wrong side of 30. And what do we know about veteran players who are older? Not just hockey players, but people. A... The older the hockey player gets, the more likely they are to suffer nagging injuries. B, we know that when those injuries take place, it takes the veteran players a little bit longer to recover from those injuries than it does when they're 20, 25, 23, 27, whatever it is. The older players take longer to recover From injuries. So it really is an issue there. That tests your depth. And in the short run, I think it's going to be an issue when you have that many players over 30, and now with Chara, someone over 40 on your roster who you're relying on to play major roles and big minutes and and, and get the job done for this team. And it was a little bit easier over the last two seasons when we had a 68-game season and then a 56-game season. This year, we're back with an 82-game schedule. Hopefully, everything works out with COVID and it doesn't cause cancellations. But not only is it a a full 82-game schedule, it's compressed because of the Olympics and the three weeks that all the teams are taking off in the middle of February. So, you have... 82 games, full schedule. You have more games with fewer days off except for the Olympic break. And how is that going to affect this team that is relying on so many older players to play key roles? The other thing that it does, it slows down the development to a point of guys like Robin Sallow and Samuel Bolduc and maybe Sebastian Ajo Players who realistically may not be ready for the NHL right away, uh, but they don't have any place to go right now. There are no jobs to be had on this roster, and you know maybe because of the age of some of these players, the Andy Greens and the Zdeno Chara's on the blue line in particular, maybe a guy like Sebastian Ajo or Robin Salo can play 25, 30 games for the Islanders and gain a little experience. We talked about that. That's a possibility. But the possibility also exists that these guys, their development may be slowed down a little bit. And, you know, also over the long haul, the Islanders traded away some number one picks. They traded away a number one for Pajot. They traded away another number one uh, when they ended up acquiring Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac. Eventually, the absence of those top picks means you have fewer top-level blue-chip prospects in your system. And so it reinforces the fact that the Islanders, while they are on paper a good team that should contend for a Stanley Cup this year, and I think they will if they stay relatively healthy, three, four, five years down the line when the loss of these draft picks are felt and these older players start to retire or be less effective, will the Islanders be in a situation where they don't have enough young talent on their roster to fill these gaps and then the team's overall talent level and performance falls off? So those are the drawbacks. I think overall the signing of Zdeno Chara was a smart short-term move, and now we have to see how it ends up playing out. When we come back, we'll talk about the retirement announcement of Travis Zajac, what that means for the Islanders this year, a little bit about Travis Zajac's career, and uh, we'll break all of that down on today's show. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers online for 20 years, and their prices are reliably low and the same for every customer. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet, and... Look, you can go explore their easy-to-use website today and find all the solutions to your auto parts needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us? Box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by TV Streams. Does this sound familiar? place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com, that's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. So, Travis Zajac announced his retirement on Monday signed a one-day contract with the New Jersey Devils so he could retire as a member of the Devils organization. And the announcement was made, basically, that Zajac is going to take a job in the front office doing uh, some work for the Devils organization. And you know what? All of that makes sense. First of all, what we saw last year from Travis Zajac after he was acquired from the Devils, 13 games in the regular season, one goal, two points, a minus one plus minus. 14 games in the postseason, again, one goal, two points. Overall, Travis Zajac's effectiveness has been on the wane, really, for the last couple of years. Uh, 2019-2020, 69 games, 25 points. Last year, combined between the Devils and the Islanders, 46 games, 20 points. These are not top six forward numbers anymore. Zajac still brought you some intangibles, good in the face-off circle, good on defense, responsible in his own end, some leadership qualities. But overall, this is not the Travis Zajac that we know from his prime career years with the Devils. And look, he is a, a player who joined the Devils in 2006, 2007 in, you know, a full-time position, stayed with the Devils all the way through the trade deadline last year, and then finished up with the Islanders with the uh, post-trade deadline and playoffs. 1,037 career NHL games, all but 13 of them with New Jersey. 203 goals, 552 points. You can add 12 goals and 30 points in 71 playoff games, and you've had a solid career for Travis Zajac. Hall of Famer? No, not even close. But an all-time great New Jersey Devil? Yeah, uh, he'll certainly earn accolades from the Devils organization, and rightfully so for all of the contributions he made to them over the years part of New Jersey's long playoff run in 2012 where in 24 playoff games he had 7 goals and 14 points and you know again Travis Zajac a heart and soul player for New Jersey over the course of his career but look when we were figuring out the Islanders lineup for the upcoming season We already knew that Travis Zajac was probably going to be a depth forward, that there really wasn't any room in this lineup. And look, even in the playoffs and the regular season last year, he was a healthy scratch in a number of games early. When the playoffs started, Oliver Wallstrom was in the lineup and Zajac was sitting out. Then Wallstrom got hurt and Zajac completed the rest of the playoffs in the lineup because, Let's face it, Barry Trotz is more comfortable playing veterans than young guys. But now, the question really becomes, given that, the Islanders, who's going to fill in as the 13th, 14th forward on this lineup? Because you have a first line of Barzal, Lee, and either Palmieri or Wallstrom. Nelson, Bevilier, and Bailey. The B&B line is your second line. Pajot, Parise, and then either Wallstrom or Palmieri. Your third line and then the identity line is Sezekis, Martin, and Clutterbuck. So who are the black aces? Who are the forwards who are ready to step in? And, you know, Zajac was going to be sort of that first guy up if somebody was injured or somebody needed a a break, you know, a little day off, if there's back-to-back games, whatever it is. So, who do you go with? You have to figure Michael Dalcole, Kiefer Bellows, Richard Panic, Leo Kamarov, Ross Johnston, and Otto Koivula are the players battling for what is likely two roster spots on this team. And, you know, I, I look at it and I sort of wonder... Who is going to fill in those two spots? Komarov and Panic are similar players stylistically. You could save some cap space by putting Uncle Leo in the AHL or trading him, but you got to understand something. Barry Trotz loves the guy. So it remains to be seen. Panic costs you less against the cap probably could play a similar role. Ross Johnston, we know what he can do. He is a physical presence. He brings the ability to fight, the ability to check and forecheck, and he's an all-out effort guy. Coivola and Bellows, both of those guys, younger players who probably need to play every day or close to it to really continue their development. Either they should have a regular spot in the lineup, or I think they should not be on the roster, spend the year in Bridgeport unless they really need to come up because of a serious injury and develop. And then you have Michael Dalcole, who I think, to me, it's either Panic and Komarov and then Dalcole. Dalcole, the kind of guy who is steady, who will work hard, perfect bottom six kind of forward, has the raw ability to be a more of a top six guy for a game or two, but hasn't proven that at the NHL level. That was the original scouting report. So, you know, if you need him for one game to play on the second line, you could go with Michael Dal Cole. Although it'd be easier in my mind to take Parise, let's say, Zach Parise, move him up to the second line, and then insert a guy like Michael Dal Cole or Uncle Leo or Richard Panic on that third line. But again, It gives you options, and training camp is going to be the proving ground for, realistically, these six players who are battling for two spots. Now, keep in mind, if the Islanders do go out and acquire a goal scorer, that sniper that we've been talking about, some of these guys will probably be included in the deal, or some of the players already on the roster that we have penciled in Uh, as one of the top 12 forwards, they could be in the deal. So obviously that is subject to change. The more time goes by, the more I believe that the Islanders will make a deal closer to the trade deadline for that goal scorer. But again, a lot is going to happen between now and the trade deadline. And we have to see how the team is producing, how some of the younger guys like Oliver Wallstrom do in the lineup what Zach Parise has left, how Anders Lee backs uh, bounces back from his injury. Again, a lot we still don't know and a lot we still have to find out. So we'll see. But as of right now, the retirement of Jack, you still have six forwards going for roughly two spots as the 13th and 14th forward on the depth chart. And we have to see how that plays out it's one of the many things that we will be looking for in training camp when we come back we'll have our islanders birthday of the day a former first overall pick who never quite reached his potential due to injury we'll have that and a whole lot more still to come on the locked on islanders podcast we're back and better than ever all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season and as always BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget, just use the promo code NFL100. NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, hockey right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So check it out, bet online, your online sports book experts. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day and we are realistically A couple of days late, there were three Islander alumni who had, who who made big contributions to the team, who were big personalities and all had birthdays either Sunday or Monday of this week. So we started with Ed Westfall on yesterday's show. Today, happy 40th birthday to former Islanders goaltender Rick DiPietro, DP, drafted In the first round, first overall pick of the Islanders and first overall pick in the 2000 NHL Entry Draft, spent one year at Boston University before joining the Islanders for the 2000-2001 season and had really started to develop into a quality goaltender before injuries really derailed his career at the All-Star Game. We... Saw him. In fact, he was mic'd up when he got hurt, and never really was able to stay healthy enough. Last played for the Islanders in 2012, 2013. You know the thing about Rick DiPietro. A lot of people didn't appreciate some of the uh, some of his attitude, but it was interesting because as he got older, as he matured, he really turned into a good guy, and and a, and a. Good teammate that his teammates appreciated, and he was a good goalie before he was hurt. The thing that always frustrated Islander fans was the unbelievable contract that was given to Rick DiPietro that he could never live up to, and then the injuries, of course, derailed his career, and he wasn't able to even play. So you know that sort of became an issue for Rick DiPietro, but. Look, how can you blame the guy if someone offers you a 15-year contract that basically gives you, uh, you know, essentially it it sets you up for life? Who would turn that down? So Rick DiPietro, uh, a good guy, a good Islander, spoke to him a number of times when I was covering the team and uh, really got to like Rick DiPietro. and, And now he's had a successful broadcasting career after he was forced to hang them up. We're going to go back and look at one of his better games with the Islanders. November fifteenth, two 2006, the Islanders visiting the Dallas Stars at the American Airlines Center. Obviously, Rick DiPietro in goal for the Islanders. Marty Turco was the Dallas Stars netminder in this game, and the Islanders got on the board first. The Islanders had a power play. Mike Ribeiro in the box for holding, and Mike York tallies a power play goal his fourth of the year. Miro Chatan and Radek Martinek with the helpers at 401. 1-0 Islanders after the first period. In the second period, the Isles add to their advantage. Jason Blake tallies his ninth of the year. Alexi Yashin and Chris Simon with the assists at 540 after two periods. Islanders 2. And the Dallas Stars, nothing. In the third, the Islanders ice the win on a goal by Trent Hunter, Victor Kozlov, and Mike Sillinger with the assist. Time of the goal, 15-31. The Islanders skate away with a 3-0 road win over the Dallas Stars. And for Rick DiPietro, a shutout and a 35-save shutout at that Islanders outshot 35 to 22 in this game, but because of the outstanding goaltending of our Islanders' birthday of the day, Rick DiPietro, the Islanders skate away with the three to nothing win. So again, uh, hard to believe that Rick DiPietro is now the big 4-0. But we wish DP a very happy 40th birthday and many, many happy, and healthy more. And uh, again, Rick DiPietro, 40 years old today. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Tomorrow, we have another big Islanders player who was drafted first overall, who just had a birthday, and we'll have him as our Islanders' birthday of the day tomorrow. So three great Islanders uh, players to start our Islanders' birthday of the days for this week. We have got uh, more to talk about tomorrow as we'll continue our preview before training camp gets underway. Hard to believe it, but great that training camp is here, so make sure you join us for that. And uh, we'll also have the latest news, notes, and rumors about the Islanders. Betting on the Islanders doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast, it's hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And, of course, let's go Islanders.